0: Talkers and welcome to Torpedo Swim Talk. I'm your host Danielle Sperling and each week I chat to a master swimmer from around the world about their swimming journey. On today's podcast we are joined by German born and now resident of Atlanta US Masters and FINA World Champion Britta O'Leary. Britta squeezes a lot into her week and comes out trumps in all her endeavours. What with young children, work, family life and a tenure on the USMS board, she still manages to get her swim training in and finds time to compete. How does she do it? What kind of training does she do? How often does she train and race? All this and more on today's podcast. There you go, Hi Britta, thanks for joining us on the podcast today. Hello, thanks for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Where are you based in the US? I'm based in Atlanta,
1: Georgia. Ah, okay,
0: so on the East Coast. So have you got some cold weather there at the moment?
1: Um, you know, last weekend was incredibly cold. Um, I can't even tell you out of nowhere. Um, and it's supposed to get nicer again. So my my daughter was asking if she can wear shorts tomorrow. And I was like, oh, let me check the weather. But I think we're almost there again. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, coming into your summer.
0: Um, yeah, do you do most of your swimming indoors in Georgia, or can you be outdoors swimming?
1: Yes, you would think, right? Georgia, pretty weather, but it does get cold in the winter. And um, actually, most of the nice pools, including Georgia Tech, where the Olympics um, were in 1996, they're all covered pools. So, the pools. I also train at in an indoor pool, and that's why I like to go to the lake on Saturday sometimes and just soak up the sun and be outside and just swim in a different environment.
0: Nice. Do you do many open water swims or are you
1: mainly focused on the pool? absolutely not <laughs> i'm actually not an overwater water swimmer at all it's kind of COVID got me into it to be honest the pandemic all the pools shut down although we were incredibly lucky in atlanta that pools only shut down for about i would say six weeks so it really wasn't long compared to other countries um i, I know australia was closed for a very long time and i'm originally from germany um and Pools are still, some pools are still not open over there, which is crazy. Yes. So different world over here, but that's how I started going to the lake more. I mean, here and there over the last few years in the off season, I would go to the lake because I do have a lot of master swimming friends and they're totally into open water and they kind of do the pool swimming because they have to, because, you know, you can't swim the lake year round. But last year, yeah, we started swimming at the lake and I think it was 50 degrees Fahrenheit. Um... The headache came pretty quickly, <laughs> but once it hit about 55, we could really swim like two miles. And I was actually proud of myself that I did it. Um, I tried a wetsuit once and I hated it, and I decided I would just suck it up and be cold and swim without one.
0: <laughs> oh, that it sounds, it sounds great! I know. Well, a lot of people love that cold water swimming without wetsuits, and I think once you sort of get over the initial face freeze. It is really invigorating.
1: Absolutely, and as you said, you know, I I was never a big open water swimmer. Actually, growing up, my mom had to force me to go swim in a lake, or I would just panic and get out. And she's like, "You actually so go swimmer? What are you doing?" I was like, "I don't know. What's underneath me? I can't see. There's no black line. There's no wall." <laughs> <laughs> well, yes but I do. <laughs> I do appreciate it these days because it's just a change of scenery. And, you know, sometimes you need it with everything going on in life. Yeah, absolutely. When did you get your last pool session in? I actually swam over lunch today. So uh, it is 7.30 p.m. in Atlanta right now. So um, sometimes if work allows I try to swim over lunch. And that was today. Um, I took a nice hour and a half lunch break and um, jumped in the pool.
0: Oh, nice. What do you do in your professional life?
1: I work as a, if you want to uh, say it like that, as a college recruiter. So I help international student athletes find mainly swimming scholarships in the U.S. and college, And it's a lot of fun. We're Germany based and we're totally remote. So I work from home. So there's a lot of flexibility in my job, which is great for my busy life (laughs) in between swimming and family and everything else going on. And yeah, I love it because I get to combine my passion of swimming with my work.
0: Yeah, that sounds like a great, a great job. Do the do the athletes you get coming over from Germany, do they get a chance to come and do a sort of a, a visit and decide where they want to go? Or do they do it all from Germany and don't know till they get to the US?
1: You know, it's parts, parts. If time allows, it's mainly how, how early do you start your recruiting process? Uh, do you have time to jump on the plane? Is the school paying for your flight or do you have to pay your own trip? So there's a lot of factors that play into that. Um, I just jumped on the plane back in the day and I was like, well, I hope this is going to go well. Fingers crossed. (laughs) But, um, yeah, I guess I'm just looking at the 2022, I guess it's been 16 years almost later. I'm still in the U S so yeah, it did went well for me. (laughs) What, um, yeah. What college did you have your scholarship at? I swam at the University of Miami in Florida.
0: Oh, lovely. Oh, that's nice. Who who was coaching on that team at
1: the time? The coach there was Christy Shevshunas. She actually came in with me. Um, she was not the first coach that recruited me in there. So it, it was even like a little bit, oh, I don't know who you are, but I really like the school. Whatever, I'll come. <laughs> At a great time, Christy actually lives right outside Atlanta. So from time to time, I get to see her, which is fantastic. I love my collegiate network for that reason and still being here and still working in it. I still. Yeah. It's just nice to still have the people that I've been in touch with back in the day. And and now in my professional life, I can use those contacts.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And how did you springboard from college swimming into master swimming? Tell us about that uh, journey and how you discovered master swimming.
1: Yeah. Interesting. I had no idea master swimming existed as most of us don't do. Right. Right. So when I was done in college, I we stayed in Miami. My my now husband and I, we stayed in Miami another year. I got my master's degree. He started to work. And then we moved to Atlanta because of his job. He got moved uh, here. And I was, I had just graduated my my master's degree. I was like, I'm looking for a job. Where do I start? And the quickest way to find anyone that you're connecting with the swimming. So I reached out to a bunch of swim coaches. I was like, Atlanta is the swim hub in the Southeast. And I actually ended up at Emory University and I started as a volunteer assistant coach for the varsity team and the head coach there, uh, John, he said, we also have a great master's team. How about you coach them and you can actually make some money coaching them. And during my master's degree, I started running. I was like, I need a little break of swimming. So I started running and um, swimmers shouldn't run. Didn't go over so well. Actually, (laughs) a year later, actually, right when we moved to Atlanta, I had surgery on my ankle for arthritis. (laughs) Never knew I had this until I started running. (laughs) Uh, So please, if you're a swimmer, don't run ever. (laughs) (laughs) Don't do well on land. (laughs) Yeah, and and so first of all, my surgeon was like, just stick with swimming, you know, when I was like, when can I run again? He's like, stick with swimming in your life. (laughs) And then I was at the pool anyway, and I started doing rehab at Emory as well. They have a fantastic physical therapy department, obviously. And I started doing aqua jogging, like, you know, strength again. And I just kept floating up and being in swimming position every time again. And I was like, well, I guess that's it. And so more and more, you know, coaching the master's team, I started making those connections. I was like, this is actually fun. Wait, there's something after collegiate swimming. And eventually I got the itch again. I was like, I want to jump back in. So I, instead of coaching the team, I started jumping back in and started swimming again. And in 2011, USMS, US Master Swimming National Championships were in Auburn and Auburn is only about a 90 minute drive from Atlanta. And I was like, I want to go there. I want to check this out. And while you don't need to have quality qualifying times for nationals, you can always swim three events. Like no matter if you've ever had done a meet, I was like, oh, I want to see if I can even swim with my one foot. I was still not, you know, hundred percent. I couldn't really do a dive. I couldn't push off the wall with two legs. So I went to Greenville in South Carolina, which is 90 minutes in the other direction My first master's meet, my poor husband was his first meet ever. He's like, I'm never going to come again. This is boring. This is not (laughs) collegiate swimming. (laughs) He's like, wow. I mean, impressive that they still compete, but wow, that took a long time. (laughs) I was like, yeah, well, I mean, if you're 80 and you still swim, I think you can be very happy. Yeah obviously coming from collegiate competition, you know, it it it's different, big difference. Yeah. Big difference. Yeah. So I went to Auburn and, uh, I actually did really well. I won my events and I was like, wait, wait, I'm actually still pretty good at this. And that really gave me the edge to be like, all right, I guess I'm just going to keep training and I like this community and I love it. And yeah, that was pretty much my start into US master swimming.
0: Wow. What do you, what do you like best about the master swimming community? Like, what do you get from it?
1: Friendships. Um, I always say I, I'm not a practice person. I hate practice. Don't tell anyone. (laughs) I hate practice. I love competing though. Don't we all? I love competing and I love winning and I know I need to practice for that, but I love going to practice to see the people I love making those connections. My best friends here are all swimmers that I actually got to know once I moved to Atlanta and joined Master Swimming. Those are all women um, that, you know, have the same passion and You know how it is. Sometimes life gets in the way and you train a little more and you compete a little more and then life gets busy and you train a little less and you compete a little less and then you come back or you're about to age up and you just sit out for a year. That happens too. (laughs) But I, I just love it for the really for the social aspect, for the connections that you make for the community
0: yeah it's it's absolutely wonderful in that in that respect and i think also do having those cross-age groups so you can have someone who's much older or much younger in the lane with you and it sort of keeps you in touch with different generations and different um you know perspectives in life as well i think that's really a lovely part of master swimming
1: absolutely i mainly train with guys and um Just today at practice, I was the only girl um, on our side of the pool. It's kind of like, you know, how you stagger the lanes from one, one side of the pool to the other side. And I was the only girl on our side. And you don't even think about it, you know, because you're all just there and swim and it doesn't matter if, you know, what gender you are, whatever you identify at, like, it doesn't matter. We're all swimmers. Yeah, that's right.
0: Give us a, give us a, a bit of an insight into a typical training week for you when everything's going right. I know you've got um, some young children as well. So the work, mm-hmm. family, life balance and swimming is, is often hard as you sort of mentioned, but what's a typical training week look like?
1: Mm-hmm. Typical training week is I try to get in the water three times a week, and I really noticed that my body can't really handle a lot more. And um, because I also learned that quality over quantity, I'd rather go only three times a week to practice and really give it my all and really have a very good practice. And then I need a day to recover from that <laughs> before I can go back. We're all getting older, <laughs> and. Um, You know, it's funny because when I talk to people, there was, oh, my God, you train every day. I was like, I don't. I don't. And and I don't know how to prove them wrong, but they don't believe me. But I really I only train three times a week. Um, And I adjust that based on my kid's school schedule or on my husband's work schedule. So for a while, it was Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Right now it's Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, sometimes Saturdays. Um, And like I said, hopefully I can for the lake swim in again um, starting next month. The lake is warm enough to swim without a big head freeze. (laughs) Yeah, but but that's a typical swimming week for me. So Monday, Wednesday, Friday right now. And then I try to hit the weight room once a week and i'm actually lying when i say weight room i when i go to the weight room and just be by myself i can't do this anymore so i actually take a weight lifting class it's called body pump, um, body it's, pump yeah. yeah everyone knows it i think but i love it it's music there's an instructor in the front for an hour someone tells me what to do <laughs> <I'm kidding. laughs> and, and yeah. honestly that's that's what i do once a week and then um also someone i i've known through my, from my previous job she started for the pandemic like home workouts and if i can make it throughout the week it's it's hit so high intensity interval training 30 minutes and you would think you have 30 minutes right and the time runs away from you but <laughs> i do try to incorporate that to once a week
0: yeah oh that's that's great that's interesting the more people i speak to the more i'm hearing this very same story where you you know, come back to swimming, you know, you might have swum as a, a age group or at college. And now you have that gap in between your training sessions to give your body a chance to recover. And I think that's really important. You don't have to go back to the kind of training that you're doing during college, double, you know, double day. Yeah. and and racing every weekend because you've got so many other things in your life as well. So I think that that's a thing that master swimmers sort of need to maybe get into their mind, that recovery is part of the whole training program as well.
1: Absolutely, and I think as we get older, obviously we benefit a lot from all the training we've done back in the day. I, I don't think, you know, we would be able to swim on a high level with three times a week training and, yeah, Still be fast, you know, uh, fast and, you know, princesses, because whatever fast is for you, you know, everyone has a different interpretation about it. And that's the great thing about masters, too. Um, but, yeah, I I personally bet definitely benefit from back in the day when I trained 10 times a week in the water and every day in the weight room or some kind of dry land And, but, you know, I got to admit that back in the day, I didn't listen as much to my body as I do now. And, and actually thinking back, I, it's hard to put into words. I still feel like, I still feel like that I might've never reached my peak because I never given my body enough rest to really, really peak, you know, when I was at like my fastest. And I think that's also the itch that I still have and say, I have the feeling I never was as fast as I could, could be in my life. And that's, I think why I still swim. And and it's funny because I know I will never reach those times again, but I'm actually surprisingly close. (laughs) You know, sometimes I touch the wall and I was like, wow, you know, I was only two seconds faster, three seconds faster. And I had a rest stroke when I trained 10 times a week you know? So it's kind of mind blowing when you think back. And I've been talking to my mom a lot about it. She, she was an Olympic rower. And I was like, when did you know, you know, you are done? And she's like, well, I, I went to Montreal to the Olympics and we got fifth. And then I think two years later was the world championship and they built the team around me and another girl. And in the final, I felt numbness going up my spine. And I knew that was it. That was like, everything my body had that I got out of it and at that point I knew that was it I couldn't get better and I was like see and I never had that (laughs) yeah are you swimming
0: the same um events and distances that you did back in college or have you swapped a little bit
1: I swapped here and there a little bit I was always very versatile so I came into college as a backstroker IMR and I I kept flip-flopping between backstroke and breaststroke, which is a very weird mixture. And I always had the IM. And uh, so when I came into college, I did 100 back, 200 IM mainly. And then I actually, after my first year second year in college, I flipped to like 200 IM, 100, 200 breaststroke. And then I also started swimming the freestyle relay. So now in masters, my events are the like my main events are the 200 free, at the 200 IM the 200 breaststroke and i actually got a lot better in the 100 breaststroke um i had a good coach that kind of <laughs> taught me how to swim faster <laughs> yeah. just to have a have a faster turnover in breaststroke um and I actually swim with a program that's very freestyle heavy with a lot of triathletes. So I'm actually very good in a hundred freestyle, although I would never consider that my main event and I enter it even at world championships, masters worlds, I entered it because I don't care about it. So it's kind of like my, my race or even a fifty free, to get my nerves out of the way to start the meet.
0: One race to, yeah, to, uh, that doesn't mean as much to you. So the pressure's off, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I mean, I'm still, I still want to do well, but I, I don't think it's as much as the 200 breaststroke, 200 IM, where I look at the times and I really look at the competition and who is there and I look at records, if I can break any. And the 100 freestyle is like, all right, let's see what we can do.
0: <laughs> That's yeah. fantastic. Now, you just had some great uh, FINA World Top 10 finishes. Um, Thank you. This- came out was it last week or the week before um and obviously this year's fukuoka championships in japan are put off to next year do you see yourself heading to japan and competing there next year
1: absolutely i actually had my flight booked i had my hotels booked for fukuoka i was ready to go my husband was ready to come with me we actually wanted to make it a 10th anniversary trip right afterwards japan has been on our bucket list for a very very long time and hey a world championship there is another bucket list item so we wanted to combine the two so we'll definitely just postpone the trip because third time is a charm for fukuoka right yeah i hope so i hope so too (laughs) the bad thing at masters is we just get older you know mm-hmm. so I'm, I'm i'm not quite at at the top of my age group next year but I, i'm almost at the top so i'm like Urgh. now i gotta look who, who's aging up <laughs> so- yes i know
0: i was when it was postponed from last year and i was looking at going this year i age up this year as well and i was thinking that's great but uh, another year um we'll see what happens mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And I I was really hoping for FINA to, you know, find something else, but I also understand there's European master's championships in Rome. And then there is master's Pan Ams in uh, Medellin, Colombia. And actually M's are open for anyone you don't even have to swim for for example for europeans for european club so even from australia i mean you could swim panams um without changing your club and that was one of the reasons why fina said um, we we don't have to do anything for your masters <laughs> i feel like a stepchild but okay
0: <laughs> yeah, we're the, we're the unlucky unlucky um person at the back of the line aren't we the math and math
1: and math. I have the feeling we're just kind of like the FINA tag alongs, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad we're there and I'm glad we're part of it. Absolutely. And um, actually, you know, funny story. I, I'm also on the USAS board by now as a USMS athlete representative. So I hear a lot more about this. And there's actually a lot going on within FINA that is not masters where we still have to vote on. But I love it. I mean, I'm a sucker for those things. I was like, I want to know what's going on in water polo and in diving and in swimming and artistic swimming. Yeah, give me all of it. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. And will you go to the Pan Ams this year then? I will not be going. I'm actually traveling throughout Europe with my family. I'm originally from Germany. So we try to spend all our summers in Germany to first expose the kids to the language a little more. Also obviously see friends and family and we love Europe.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Have you been back since uh, COVID's happened or will this be your first?
1: Yeah, I have. I, I actually traveled back last April by myself. It was still at the height of the pandemic since I'm a dual citizen, I was able to fly back and forth without a problem. They have to let you in as a citizen. <laughs> but I went by myself because we just, we weren't sure how it works with the kids. And, you know, that's, it's always a, a bigger thing. Um, if you get stuck somewhere by yourself, it's easier than if you have two kids with you. So that was a fantastic week. And the uh, yeah, my husband just bought me a ticket. He's like, I can't hear it anymore that you miss your family. Here, you need to go. <laughs> and we went over Christmas, um, everyone together, and it was the first time my kids saw their grandparents in two and a half years. So it was really, really good. So we're also really looking forward to the summer.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What what part of Germany are you um, originally
1: from? I'm from South Germany near Stuttgart. It's yeah. kind of like when you go from, from the border of Switzerland an hour north. Yeah. yeah. And did
0: you ever think of staying there and swimming? Um, what's the college system like in Germany for swimmers?
1: Yeah, actually collegiate athletics don't exist in Germany. And when also high school athletics don't exist. So when I grew up, I, you know, my hometown is called Tubing. We have, a, we have a big university, actually University of Tubing that lots of international students come to. That's why I, People might have known or might have heard about it. I don't know. So after 10th grade in high school, I moved to Heidelberg. They have an Olympic training center there for swimming. So I, I boarded there for three years. So I graduated after 13, 13 years in high school. And I actually started college in Germany because it was like, well, here, University of Heidelberg, fantastic university. I train at the Olympic training center. What else do I need? But uh, it wasn't for me. I just could not find a way to really combine going to school and swimming. They don't cooperate. So, you know, you either a student at university and that's what you do hundred percent or you're a swimmer and that's what you do hundred percent. And if you do both, you're kind of like sitting in between these two chairs and both are pulling on your arms in each direction. Yeah. And you know, Three week training trip. Uh, hello, where have you been? Uh, you had lectures at university, and you were missing. Like we're gonna unenroll you out of this class. So I was like, oh no. So, <laughs> it it really took me four semesters or two years to really figure out my life. I mean, my my entire college studies in Germany were like shattered. I don't know. I didn't know what to do. Actually. I applied to transfer back to university of tubing to move back in with my parents. I told my coach in Heidelberg, I was going to quit swimming. And my plan B was, let's reach out to some coaches in the US and see what I can do with this. Because I really it was like, I, I'm kind of not ready to, to quit swimming. Maybe I can do something good with it. You know, maybe I, I do have a chance to get better still. And yeah, luckily, I, I ended up at the University of Miami. And it was this, oh, my God, this is how easy it is to combine swimming and college. And I did well in swimming. And I did well in college. And I met my now husband, so everything went well. Didn't qualify for the Olympics, but but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gave it your best
0: shot, so that's exactly
1: what you what you needed to do. Absolutely, um, my mom always said, you know, when when you just packed your bags and flew to Miami, I knew you're either going to meet your future husband or you're going to qualify at the Olympics, and. One of them became true, and so we can't complain, right? No, exactly. I, I can't. <laughs> no, exactly, it's
0: given you a whole another life that you probably didn't even imagine.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, it's still, I don't know. When when people ask me, it's like, oh my god, like, are you indefinitely in the U.S.? I was like, no, I'm I'm here because it, it works right now, you know. But I don't know where I am tomorrow. You know, like I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it just works right now here we're comfortable you know and now you know kids are in the mix so it becomes obviously a little bit more difficult but they're adaptable you know you'll be surprised they're five and seven now and you know we can bring them to germany and drop them off there in a camp or we go travel and and they love it so yeah that's fantastic Let's
0: um, let's examine the kind of sessions you do. So you mentioned you you swimming sort of three three sessions a week. Tell us, talk us through a, a typical session. What do you do? How far do you go? Do you swim short course yards or meters? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: yeah. So I swim at Dynamo Swim Club, which is one of the best youth swim programs actually in the entire nation in the U.S. Uh, with a stepchild with masters though. <laughs> <laughs> but we have fantastic facilities. So we have an indoor 25 yard by 25 meter pool. And then um, we say it's the outdoor pool, but it has a big bubble over it. So in a permanent bubble over it. So it's a 25 yard by 50 meter pool. So right now it's still yard season. So we're still set up yards. And um, at the end of the month, actually, we're switching to long course permanently which means the lane lines just stay in um sometimes over the weekend right now the kids come in and change the lane lane lines to long course but then they switch it back obviously before we come in (laughs) (laughs) but it's fine because we have spring nationals coming up for masters yeah um how do my workouts look like we train or i train with a Heavy triathlon group, lots of triathletes. I'm the multi-sports. It's a multi-sports, is a very successful triathlon program, and it kind of depends on the coach, honestly, who's on deck and the crowd in the water, because our coaches are really they're very good, and they come in and they kind of see who's there, and adjust the workout based on that. Tuesday Thursdays because. I'm there mainly. Um, kind of is more I am <laughs> because I love I am workouts, and if there's a lot of freestyles version with freestyle on the board, you will definitely hear complain out of my lane, <laughs> and I'm very known for that. <laughs> and then when it's I am, everyone else is complaining, and that's okay, you know.
0: <laughs> right. Tri- triathletes don't like I am, do they? <laughs>
1: They don't. But then again, it makes them better swimmers. Right. I always say, see, you did well this weekend because see, you did something else, but freestyle. <laughs> yeah. But, um, that's why I-, I can't even tell you. I mean, it, it, you know, it's, we usually have an open warm up for 15 minutes, you know, how master swimmers are, we do whatever we want. So people just come whenever they want. So the first 15 minutes is always, you just get in whenever you get there and you start swimming. And then we have a preset and then we have a main set. And then if time allows, we do usually a sprint set or a kick set and then warm down. And like I said, my, my favorite main sets are all I am like today was, was a good mix between sprint set that I could swim IM and that's the thing too the intervals obviously dictate a lot of times if you can switch strokes and I do that a lot like even if it says freestyle on the board but the interval is in a way that I can make it IM or I can make it breaststroke or even you know um, stroke free then I will do that so you know, the beauty of master swimming you kind of make out of it whatever you need to or I move into a slower lane actually I've done that before too where was like, I really need to do IM today, you know, and I can't make the fast intervals that my group swims because they're all going to go freestyle. So I'm going to move a few lanes down and swim with them and I can get a good IM workout in.
0: Yeah, that sounds terrific. Yeah. And how did you find yourself or how did you get onto the USMS board?
1: The USMS board? Yeah. Uh, I started actually locally. I started with, the board of directors for Georgia Master Swimming. And the reason why is my parents are involved in governance. And my dad is a is a VP for FIBA World, which is the basketball federation, the international one. And he started to, he started on the state level and kind of just, you know, got more and more involved. And I saw the great difference that he can make in the sport. Um, really, throughout growing up, like he's always been involved. And when I started Master Swimming, and I heard there's a board and it's volunteer run, and you can have a voice and you can make the sport better by being involved. I reached out and I was like, hey, um, what is this? So I started calling in to the monthly meetings, which are open to every member, and uh, started learning more. And I kind of got, I guess, volunteered to be on the board then. Someone was like, and what about her, by the way? <laughs> and so I become became an at large member. And we we got a new chair. Oh god, a new chairperson, I don't even remember how long ago, probably six years ago. And he got moved to California by his job unexpectedly. So he had a vacant the chairperson position fairly quickly. And then someone threw my hat in that bucket and was like, what about brother? So yeah, for the last five years, I've actually been chairperson for Georgia master swimming. And this is my second year now on the USMS board. Um, there's an at large position for each zone and several elections and people reached out to me and were like, Hey, are you interested in running? And I was like, let me call some people. I'm busy. I don't even know if I can do this. (laughs) So I reached out to a bunch of people, a bunch of USMS people that are currently on the board that happened on the board. We actually have a past president in in Georgia here, Rob Copeland, who told me a lot about the US Masters board. And uh, yeah, I put my election package in and I got elected and it was Definitely a wild ride so far because of the pandemic. Yes. Actually, last weekend Denver was my first in-person board meeting since I joined the board. Everything was virtual so far, so it, it was just so odd. You know, you think you know these people, and I was like, "Oh wait, yeah, we've never met in person." <laughs> wow! But it was great, um, and that's why I also love being at Relay last year uh, last weekend so much. Uh, just also seeing my peeps you know like I said earlier I'd love master swimming I do it for the social part for the connections that you make and we finally have the opportunity again
0: yeah that sounds great and what what role are you sitting in on that board and does that go for a, a certain tenure or is that something that just you have to get elected each year How
1: does that work? Yes. So the USMS board of directors uh, for the at-large position. So I'm an at-large director. Um, They're two-year terms for a maximum of two terms. So I'm actually, I have have to get my election package ready for elections this September for the next two-year term. That would be my second term. And then I, I have to sit out. Yes. And can you go back on at a
0: later stage or are you out for life after that?
1: You can go back after sitting out for one term. So you can, you know, put your election package in again and <laughs> hope oh, to get elected. Great. It's good. Are you the youngest person on the board? Currently, yes. Yeah. Uh, but actually, the the girl before me that was the Southeast Zone at large director, she was younger than me. And, and I think that's also why they reached out to me because they really liked having someone younger on the board. And um, yeah. They didn't want to have another 60 plus year old. Obviously they have time, you know, mostly they're retired. They can devote a lot of time to this, but it's also nice to have new blood and new perspectives. Absolutely.
0: Yes. Well, I'm glad that they've got your voice sitting on that community (laughs) because I'm sure that you're bringing lots of vibrancy to it. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Like I like to la. I, I like to ask um, all the swimmers that come on the podcast um, a fast five questions, just to okay. you can say the first thing that pops into your mind. Um, favorite pool you've ever swum at? Budapest, um, hands
1: down. Yes. W- which pool? Because there's quite a few there. The the Juno Arena, Juneau. the new one. Yeah, where World Championships was in 2017.
0: Yeah, fantastic.
1: Do you like kick or pull? Kick. I hate pulling. I never use my pull buoy ever. <laughs> if it's pull, you see me pull with paddles without a pull buoy. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> Favorite stroke? Breaststroke. We're all a little weird. Breaststrokers are weird, but I love it.
0: I just, as an aside, I think it's really amazing that you you were a backstroker and now you swim breaststroke because I'm a backstroker and I cannot swim breaststroke. My my knees, my feet just don't turn out to do that. I,
1: it's so weird, you know, even growing up, I remember when I joined the Olympic Training Center team, one of the the youth coaches um, came up to me and she's like, but you entered in the 50 back and 200 breaststroke? That was really, those were my two races, 50 back, 200 breaststroke. I can't tell you why, but mm. it worked for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Backstroke. I have so many events now, so I just, you know, I'm fine without backstroke. <laughs> I still have it in the IM.
0: <laughs> Got it in the IM. You must have such a strong IM. I look forward to seeing you race one day because usually you see people with the front end or a strong breaststroke and they hold on for the freestyle, but it sounds like all of your four strokes are awesome.
1: Uh, my- Butterfly has gotten a lot better, I would say, over the years. Especially, and that's the hard part, you know. I had kids. I, I mean, I could barely swim butterfly, but for some reason, it just—I I did a lot, a lot of core strength. Um, so my butterfly has definitely gotten a lot better because of that. And yeah, I—I'm not sure my backstroke is as strong as it used to be. It was always like butterfly. I have to kind of like hit, keep up. Backstroke and breaststroke, I go for it. And freestyle, I'm just going to give it my all and see where I end up. And so that has definitely shifted a little bit to, hey, I can take out the butterfly, still relax. Like sometimes they overdo it. And if I do it in butterfly, I actually get slower. And then backstroke, I have to like fight for my life. And then breaststroke and freestyle, I can actually win this thing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a a great race plan. I like it. Yeah, that's kind of kind of like where I'm like, all right, now it's breaststroke and freestyle. And now I'm, I'm still good in the race here. I can look right and I can look left. And I was like, all right, they're not too far away. So yeah. <laughs> it's definitely shifted over the years.
0: Yeah, I bet. I bet. And what's your
1: fa- favorite uh, pre-race meal? Oh, interesting. I'm actually not a big eater before races. I I catch myself actually accumulating drinks when I'm in the car and driving somewhere. Coming back, I think I have like five or six different bottles of something in the car. Um, I like Diet Coke. Weird enough, I, I usually I'm not a soda or pop. I think you guys say pop in Australia, right? I'm not a big soda person, but I love Diet Coke at swim meets. It gives me a little bit of sugar, a little bit of caffeine, like the bubbly part, um, and then usually a protein bar. My stomach doesn't do too well with stuff right before big meat. Okay. And what's your favorite go-to training set? Anything I am. I like some I am. I can. I'm a sucker for I am. <laughs> I can swim four thousand I am in a training set. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you prefer to do hundreds, two hundreds, four hundreds when you're doing that? Usually two hundreds because it's kind of like the in between um, the hundreds. Yes, it's easier, <laughs> but I think the 200s is definitely like the better practice. Here and there, I, I don't mind throwing 400s. I don't like the 400 IM, but um, world rankings tell me I'm actually not bad on the 400 IM once I swim it. <laughs> so, but I don't train it. Like, I really train for the 200 IM.
0: Yep. And do you do, um, lots of broken swims when you, when you're training for a 200 like that, or is it just the full 200 and you're focusing on a different stroke in each one? How does it work with your training in IM?
1: Yeah, I actually, you know, since since it is a freestyle program that I swim with or mainly freestylers, I do a lot of stroke free and, you know, the stroke hard freestyle, just smooth. So, um, It's not necessarily a lot of broken stuff, but it's definitely focusing on the IM stuff with some smoother stuff in between, which which really helps you push it. Um, Or you have like a ladder, you know, you start with today, for example, we started with 825s fast, 300 freestyle smooth, 650s fast. And I mean, fast was fast. It was slow intervals, the 50s, it was short course yards, the 50s were on a minute. So you could really go all out. Then another three hundred freestyle. Then we had four seventy fives fast, three hundred easy, and then three 100s fast. Mm-hmm. And um, obviously, everyone swam the fast part freestyle. I swim. I actually swam it all breaststroke because I'm, I have a meet in a week and a half and I want to swim the 200 breaststroke. Well, so I was like, I oh don't know. I should aim about my breaststroke a little bit more. So I've been really focusing on more breaststroke the last two weeks. Um, yeah, it's like last minute, right? Two weeks, but it'll be, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. <laughs> I'm a very mental swimmer. I always yeah. say 20% practice, 80% mental.
0: <laughs> yeah. Do you have a certain routine that you use when you go out um, behind the blocks for a race in terms of your mindset?
1: I try to stay relaxed. I'm I'm more the person that kind of talks to everyone. You know, I joke around before it, but I, I do also like to take my minute and then, all right, and now I'm here, I'm zoning in, but I don't like to be too much in the zone. It will drive me crazy. I think I'll get too nervous, um, but just the right amount and I like to have fun. I mean, I'm doing this for fun, right? Yes. Like, this is master swimming. <laughs> We're not there to make an Olympic team. We're not there to earn money. Like, it's, it's my own money that I pay my way to Fukuoka or, you know, wherever I go in the world to swim. So it should be fun. Yes. and And that's really what I focus on.
0: Yeah. I think that's why you're, being, you're so successful because you obviously approach it with a fun manner. I mean, obviously you want to swim well and, and win, but your main focus is, is having fun and making those connections. And I think that that comes through in your swimming, obviously. That's a great way yeah. of approaching it.
1: And, and I think, you know, with master swimming, if I don't do well, I have no one else to blame but me. Yeah. And that's the difference to, you know, college or when I was at the Olympic Training Center, there was a coach and there was really, you know, there was a plan and you swam it. And that was this meet, swimming a specific time was the end goal. And I mean, I don't have that in master swimming. Like my coaches are great, but there is no, they don't taper me for a meet. I taper myself for a meet um, because I'm, the only person for example going to spring nationals next month out of 100 people in the pool so I get that they are not going to taper me and that's a great thing because we have multiple pools to swim in so I warm up with them and I just switch pools and I do my own thing um so I can only have myself to blame if I don't do as well as I want to because yeah no one else is responsible for this you know
0: yeah that's that's a great yeah it's a great way of thinking about it I love it Rita, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. It's been lovely to connect with you and hear all about your swimming journey, which is really unique. I've loved um, hearing all about it. Thank
1: you. It was so much fun talking to you. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. Well, take care and hopefully we'll get to see each other in Japan next year. I cannot wait. Third time's a
0: term. Yes. Fingers crossed it goes ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Okay. Take care then. Bye. Bye. Take care, Bob. Thanks for listening in to today's podcast with Britta. I hope you can take something away from our chat to incorporate into your own training program. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Torpedo Swim Talk on your favorite podcast platform. Then you won't miss any of the podcasts or TST Quick Splash news updates look out on our socials for our collab with Dana from DKB Transformation Pilates. We're going to bring you lots of swimming specific ideas for your dry land. Till next time, happy swimming and bye for now.